buddy, this is fuck. I fucked up. No, no, you're doing it. We're not starting <laughs> over. I think that this is great. It's human. It's, okay. It's beautiful. Okay. Uh, so this is part of it. This is I Burn Everything, a food slash relationship podcast. I am Stevie Nelson. That was a this whole intro. You're the best. Everybody loves you. This is uh, Dave Horwitz. Hi. Giving me encouragement. Hi, Stevie. Hey, Dave. Great to see you. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I'm fine. What's your status? How you feeling? Great? Uh, doing good? Happy? Single? Mm. I don't know. Same sort of, right? We're all sort of single. Oh, sort of. Uh, you know, we've got a really amazing guest. Who? Uh, Who is well, that? Well, I was really... Uh, I'm excited. Um, the last time I podcasted with him, he... Uh, he eviscerated me and it was one of the best moments I think we've ever had on that podcast. Yeah. It was really great. I, heard I re listened to it sometimes. I heard he was real rough with you. He was not it was it was less rough and more just uh, you know, when you can nail someone, you can nail someone. His yeah. his powers of perception are strong. He's uh he's a writer, he's a comedian, uh he's been a podcaster, yeah. sketch comedian, uh, uh stand up comedian, amazing stand up comedian. Also comedian. really good at uh Instagram seeing life as both uh <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say something nice and complimentary. I also think mine was nice. Sorry, it you go. It is nice. It is nice. Um, he's very good at being both like dark and light at the same time, which I think is really wonderful. Yes, that's a plug for Star Wars The Force Awakens. I know. The light and the dark I together. hope you don't mind. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, guys, please welcome with a round of applause. Yeah, we'll do it. Jake Weissman. Hi. Hi, Jake. Hi, that was so nice. I told I told Stevie and Dave to speak from the heart for my intro, and it was almost too much. I, I, I felt like a clitoris a little bit. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, you're being exposed. so nice. What's going on? Yeah. But being so a clitoris is good, yeah. Yeah. A lot um, of nerve endings <laughs> yeah. in that intro. Yeah. Nerve I, beginnings. Sorry. That was just you know saying words. A um, little bit. That's great. I probably know the least about the clit out of all of I you. I would agree, just by looking at you. I'm like, there's no way. Why? Oh, that was a joke. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Do I have to prove myself? <laughs> Don't fall for this again. <laughs> I love when people try and paint me one way and then I'll prove them the opposite. Yeah. You seem like the kind of girl who never gives a ton of blowjobs. Oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. I have to give you all the blowjobs. Um, it's working. It's working. Hey, what's up? Um, what's up is I'm very happy. Uh, it's weird. I've had uh, a very weird odyssey, a 12-month odyssey since the beginning of last year, and uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I feel really good. I feel really clear. I'm kind of excited to see how much I reveal about myself on this podcast, because sometimes you just start talking, and you're like, oh, you're really talking about this. Oh, no, that's out there. So I'm kind of excited to see what I do or don't do on this podcast. Oh, me I feel excited, great. too. Yeah. I love that you're happy. Very happy. Man, that's cool. Most people do not say that when they get on our podcast. Well, you know, um, I think that my whole life I've had like this existential view of the world. Like when I was 13 and getting a bar mitzvah, I told my rabbi, am I allowed to get bar mitzvah if I know that religion is not real and she, and like there's no God and stuff? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. So, but but I never really <laughs> allowed that to implement in my own life a certain sort of happiness and... um but lately, because of a lot of circumstantial stuff, I'm feeling the very positive effects of nihilism. And mm. uh, I'm very happy and I feel centered and grateful and good. Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't you... mean that I can't access the many, many mistakes I've made due to yeah. food and relationships, but, uh, right. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I feel very good. But you've been Brad. definitely through the ringer this past year. Uh, Health-wise, you seem to have bounced back 
How do you feel physically? Physically, it's interesting. I was talking about this last night, although it's kind of the only thing I talk about when I see people now. But I had four spinal surgeries last year in 2015. And so that was brutal, but it does allow you to understand extremes. And you do sort of understand when you really understand what pain is. And also when you're in the hospital and around people with like spina bifida and like paralysis, you understand how horrible pain can be and how bad it can be, but then that that's never going to be as bad as what someone else has. Hmm. So you really are given a clarity that is lucky. I feel like I was, even though it cost so much money and was just brutal and leaves me a little disabled, maybe for the rest of my life, um, it's an unbelievable epiphany that it kind of has to give you. I mean, you could allow it to drag yeah. you down. You could allow it to be like, oh no, woe is me. Or you could be like, oh no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So I feel like... And also, my life is finally going well. I've worked very hard at it for a long time. And now, like, career things are going well. So to not to not utilize the lesson I have in a positive way would be an enormous mistake. Yeah. So I feel like now is the time to, like, really coalesce my belief about the world and, like, the amazing, lucky things that have happened to me into, like, an extreme surge of positivity. Because I feel like otherwise I'm dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. great reason to be yes. positive. Yeah. And also you inspired me to, uh, well, you implored me to go get an MRI uh, right after you did our show because I was telling you about some symptoms I was having with my back. I did. Uh, and now I'm like doing physical therapy and like Good. still like intermittently seeing a chiropractor. And like, I know that I have a, a you know, a bulging disc. You have a bulging disc. Yeah. yeah. Five millimeters. Yeah. Not terrible. You chiropractor be... is not scared of it. Well. Which makes me a little bit not super scared. Well, you, sh- you should be scared enough to be rigorous about your physical therapy because I'll tell you, if it ever becomes herniated, you are going to want to swallow a gun barrel. It yes. is the most pain you can have. It is so brutal. So I think it's good that, I, that you're scared. Uh, I think it's good to be scared because that makes you a better person. I right. Well, I, sh- I mean, yes, I'm not just going to leap onto my Cairo being like, uh, everything's great. And me going, you're right. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, I do have exercises. I do. I wake up in the middle of the night in pain and I don't go. This is nothing. Uh, how does uh, the pain of four spinal surgeries compare to the pain of heartbreak? <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, in some ways it's better than heartbreak because it's tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, if I can fix that, I'll be better. I mean, I had to get ripped open. And like, and right. you know, there was a point at which they're like, you may never come again, which is because like, they, because they have to cut me in the front and back and like there's small fiber optic things going on. Like, uh, it's like kind of like this, they cut you in the same place where they kind of yeah. do like vasectomy. Yeah. So like just before I went under, they're like, oh, you may never. You may come never. again. And I was like, then don't do it. Yeah. I don't want to wake up. Like you might as well kill me. Um, But um, so that's, that's scary. But. But the thing about heartbreak is it is like negative nihilism almost. You know, it's just like, it's like when you're heartbreak, you're like, what's the point of everything? I was born and from age three was given the idea that love is the only thing that'll save me. And uh, like, you know, relationships are the only important thing in the world. And the, the most important thing is you find your soulmate and soulmate's not a real thing. And so you're like poisoned with this idea of love forever. So when you go through heartbreak, it's like the whole world is shattering and you think the whole point of life never exists. Whereas when you, you're in so much pain, it is so painful and you want to die, but but then when it's over, it's over. Yeah. Like yeah. like heartbreak just lasts forever. Like whoever you've dated, you, any, uh, the many people all of us have dated, 
you just random moments in your life, you'll be walking by, I don't know, the arc light. You're like, oh my God, that past relationship we once walked past the arc light. Now I'll never be able to walk past here without the arc light. So it's like you're haunted by the memories of everything and you can never escape it even if you end up getting married and like having a wonderful love and all that stuff. You're still going to be haunted by mistakes you made in your 20s. So that's like, it's Mm. like forever, whereas the pain will be gone. That's interesting. I um, I find that the pain of heartbreak really dissipates quickly for me. Really? Yeah. Are you I, a sociopath? Probably. That's good. That's actually really <laughs> helpful. Yeah. You're no. not a sociopath. You're just way more pragmatic than most. Yeah. I think I have like two parts of my brain where there's one that, well, two parts of my body. There's one that feels the things and there's one that thinks the things. Mm-hmm. And my very practical part can be like, it's okay that I had all those experiences with someone. That's great. I'll have them with someone else. It's like sort of like a... a optimism that allows me to not look at it as like, well, that's, I'll never be able to do that again. It's like, oh, I can change that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because in relationships, I've been thinking a lot about this recently because I'm single. I've been single since like April or May of 2015, which is the longest I've been single for probably like four or five years. So I had a three-year relationship, then like a, I don't know how many month relationship with someone else. So I've been single for a while for several reasons. One, because I was, you know, being ripped open yeah. and like couldn't date anyone while being uh, um, under the knife all the time and then recovering from that. But now I I, uh, I have a lot of stuff I need to work on um, in my career and I, I really want to get that going because also the other thing about being in comedy or entertainment is the way our personalities are you kind of can't be a great partner until you feel settled in your career, I found. And like, because we are such narcissists and like, we that's what we need. Like, we are not whole without this like creative expression we have. And also basically the world patting us on the shoulder and being like, you're good enough, you know? Yeah. And until you feel good enough in that way, it's very hard to be there for someone else um, or be there enough for someone else and enough for yourself to make a good relationship happen. So I've been thinking a lot about relationships and you know, my, my dad got divorced three times and I, I've always been like, marriage seems ridiculous to me. Um, and the more that I think about relationships, I'm like, well, we're probably just going to rent each other for a few years. Like many different people. I'm going to, oh, let's rent each other for two years. Then we'll move on and then we'll take a little bit of break and rent for five years. Then maybe we'll get a 10 year thing. Then maybe a six month thing. And then whenever we're 50, we'll just be like, okay, I'm too tired to go out and find people anymore. Let's just hang out for 30 years and then die together. So I kind of feel like, like, uh, there is sort I understand what you're saying, Stevie, because it's like if you if you just accept that we're animals and that we're just gonna kind of be jumping around for a while with different people, and maybe you'll find someone and get lucky for various yeah. reasons for a long time, it kind of it, there is sort of like a piece about it. You're kind yeah. of like, okay, well, this is just what it is, and that's fine. This works for now, and then yeah. we'll move on to the next person, and that's okay. Most people don't find that to be okay. No, because it's really not romantic. It's not romantic. No, and I think that's why people are very um, opposed to feeling like that, because that's the truth. We are renting each other for a bit, yeah. and sometimes some of us are like, oh, here's uh, let's rent each other for 15 years, which is ideal and great. Yeah. But the reality of it is most relationships I've had are two or three years, or Two months, usually. Yep. Um, so I do think it's not romantic. I think people will resist it, but I think it's true. And there's something really great about, like for me, I love the idea of things being temporary. I actually think it gives them more value than less value. I agree. I totally agree. It's just, you know, the the drug effect of fucking the same person for a long time is intense. And you, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be too cynical here. 
there's a connection you can have mentally for sure, but it's really, I think, like the effects of oxytocin that are like, no, this person. That's why when you're younger, it's really hard not to be possessive over another person, like in a weird way. Like, don't you ever fuck anyone else? That'd be so crazy. <laughs> when you get older, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Everyone wants to fuck, fuck everyone. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. I really don't. Yeah. I don't give a fuck at all anymore. Yeah. Um, but it took some. It took some real. Like, I had to be extremely on the opposite side of that and make mistakes in that way yeah, to uh, to really understand how ridiculous that is. But um. It's just, it's very, I mean, I used to do a joke that on stage that a lot of people have talked about where it's like, people talk about the unrealistic expectations of porn, but it's like, I think regular movies are way more harmful because porn is like, (laughs) porn is like, like that is actually happening. You can see the porn. You're like, they are fucking each other hard. And yeah, maybe it's not what everyone does, but you know, they're fucking where it's like in movies, it's like love and there's music and it's edited well and it shoots well. And you're like, love, you know, and it fucks you up. Run into the airport to like chase someone down. An intimacy that maybe doesn't even exist. That needs an NC-17 rating. And, and, and porn, it's like, (laughs) let them watch it when they're 12. Like, I really don't give a shit. Um, and, and I think that, uh, it's so destructive to people. Um, and, and, you know, a way that we will never, never, ever understand. You know, we will never, ever be able to get to because people want to believe romance is real. People want to believe narratives about the world are real too much to ever let go of that. Yeah. They'd rather well, believe in biblical romance. It also builds a thing, I think, for uh, in my experience in relationships, it also builds a thing where it's like, um, people want to, it feels like people want to stay with you because of a story and a romantic story they've told themselves rather than what the actual thing is yeah. that's happening in front of you. You're yeah. like, this is not fun for anyone. Why I, are we doing this? Absolutely. You know, I've, as, as I get older, um, I have, you know, like if I, several of my female friends were, were platonic friends. There are a few, I'm, there's a few where I'm like, do you want to maybe just like get married? We'll never fuck. You can live in your house. I'll live in my house. We'll just basically give each other rides to the airport. You can fuck anyone you want. We're just married. So we like have to help each other. And like to me, that sounds so lovely. Yeah. Um, like, I, nice. like I would love to be married to someone I love who I know loves me and thinks I'm great who never wants to touch me. We like mm-hmm. we will never, ever, ever fuck. It'll just be like, we're married. We love each other. We're best friends. And you can do whatever the fuck you want. I'll just always be there for you. Will you have to keep dating people though? I guess that I guess it would stop me from dating someone. It would just be like I would just have sex with people have that people were open over. with it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> or sometimes I'd go over there. I prefer to stay at home. Right. But uh, yeah, but I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't really think that's going to happen because I, I just don't want to get married. But um, but I kind of get it, and I think it's like a pretty good way to go about things, especially especially like in relation to like we we all have friends who like especially in comedy with such impulsive people who get married <laughs> after six months and you're like supposed to pretend you're happy for them even yeah. though you've seen them have 30 relationships in two years and you're like okay I'm sure it's love not yeah. just the fact that you love fucking that person yeah. you know it's, it's yeah you uh, have to pretend not to be completely terrified it, by their terrible life oh, choices God. I mean it's it's uh, <laughs> I, I wrote this on Twitter and a comedian complained about it but I was like if you wanted to get really steady work be a com- be a divorce lawyer for comedians <laughs> You will just like be like you will be like totally employed for forty straight years. It'd also probably be really fun. It'd be really fun because yeah. they would just say such fucked up yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't like my joke. I want to divorce her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the possessiveness thing is really funny because I do. And interesting, because I do think that it's uh, an antiquated notion that's going away, but it's going away so f- slowly. Yeah. So it. So the the whole monogamy is the only way is is antiquated but when people are like yeah it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter like you can fuck whoever you want and then like 
it just depends on the dynamic because it's like yeah, you fuck whoever you want and then they do and it's like well not like that yeah. not like how yeah. you can't talk to them when we're in the same yeah That's, there are rules that there are way, rules. the way that we said we were going to do it is the is bad but the notion is good so <laughs> yeah. let's i want to hang on to the notion i want people to think i like the notion yes but doing it felt bad one time yeah right? i believe it in theory but i in practice it's horrible oh absolutely watch. i wrote I wrote another thing online the other day, and the only reason I'm saying this is I, I guess I have been subconsciously thinking about this podcast, but I was like, I really can't wait until I'm less horny, and I don't want to fuck everyone all the time, so I can like get some awesome work done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, yeah. oh man, I will write a great book. I will write an yeah. amazing hour of stand up once I like stop wanting to come all the time. <laughs> like, and I, I, but I can't. I'm just the animal that I am, yeah. and like. That like it, jerking off for me is just a perfunctory thing most of the time. Like, well, you get have it out to. of you yeah. so you can like write something. Yeah. And it's just I just can't wait till I'm tired. I, I have a really favorited s- that tweet. <laughs> I probably did too. And if I didn't, I saw it and I was like, yep. I had a I I the the way creepier version of that is because well I don't think it's creepy that you said that because you're incredibly funny and talented and hardworking. But I had a friend, uh, a nameless friend who, uh, and I'm not saying I'm great. I need to pre- oh, obviously preface. preface. Okay. Yeah, always. Why wouldn't I preface everything? <laughs> but he he used to. We went to college together, and uh, and he lives out here, and he is uh, not a successful entertainment. Indi- he's not. He he's writes. A loser? I don't know if I would <laughs> say kidding. that. You said <laughs> that, kidding. and I'm nodding my head. About. So he's a complete failure. He <laughs> would say he used to do some advanced weird shit like adultfriendfinder.com craigslist stuff that's he would just, advanced and he would oh, be like yeah. it is advanced because it's because you can say like oh, i just need to i just need to fuck someone and then you sure. don't or you yeah. work or you go into your mental rolodex or your phone or you like send weird facebook messages this guy was just like no nope, i'm gonna get right to the point and i don't care what it looks like or smells like i don't know but he would go like i just need to come you know, I need to finish the screenplay, but I need to come first. And I was like, your screenplays are very bad. <laughs> so the fact that you're putting that into, I read like six of them. So I can, I can say Wait, this. these are like status updates or something? No, he would tell it me. He would say that to me. Why, Why you? I don't Maybe know. Maybe he wanted me to jerk you. him off. Yeah. I don't know. Trying to fuck you. I mean, I, I would. You would fuck him? Yeah. Wait, wait, really? No, not really. Oh, okay. That would be interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. That would be very exciting didn't information. Either. No, that I would just like... Like fuck, fuck my untalented anyone? friend. <laughs> I only fuck my talented friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm Dave yes. Horowitz. <laughs> I have standards, Jake. It doesn't matter what gender, gender but you have to be fucking talented. Yes. It doesn't matter how you identify, what you look like. Yeah. If your fucking Tumblr is full of insightful essays, yeah. you're getting boned. I think it's fun that you guys um wake up every day and you're like, I have to come. That's an interesting, I guess I wake up every day and think I want to have sex with everyone, but it doesn't, it doesn't involve coming necessarily. Like Interesting. It's like, more, is it more intimacy? I don't know. It's more just like an impulse, I think. Is it anything. someone, but, but what do you think that is? You think it's, you want someone to desire you? You want to desire someone? Like what? I think I desire people. Okay. But like, but so you desire people to be there or to want you or, or what? Probably want me. I get it. More than anything. I hear you. I think that might, there might be, I mean, obviously things along a gender binary are ridiculous. That might be more of a female thing than a male thing. But I think men have that for sure. Oh yeah. It's definitely an attention thing on, on a male level too, because I, I don't necessarily wake up every day going, I need to come. But I, I, it is like, I would like someone to say a nice thing to me today. (laughs) Just like whisper into your penis, like you're going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) You're so talented. (laughs) You shouldn't have abandoned that pilot idea. It was good. Also cool dick length. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great dick. Thanks. Cool Thanks for being lane. here. Cool That's dick length, dude. Band. Yeah. Oh. Is that something men need to hear? Cool dick length. I think just once, and then we're great good. dick. You know what? It, you know what's interesting about it? Um, the, I feel very lucky, and I'm saying this in an honest way because I don't. I'm not very insecure, so. I'm I'm very confident about the size of my penis in the way where it's such a relief. Like I'm not yeah. like oh I'm the biggest dick ever, but like it's clearly over time with the reaction I've gotten like definitely good. And so it's such a relief to not have to walk around with that kind of stress. Yeah, it's, and, ha- it's um, like haunting. That can haunt you. Short men with small dicks will ruin a world. You know what I mean? They will and like they Napoleon will destroy people. So yeah. it's like I'm so happy. What are you- <laughs> you're thinking of you're thinking of a short yes. man with with a small dick that ruined your life. That's yes. what you're thinking of. And that is but, guys, stop. I don't, Am I blushing? Yes, yes, you are. But you're looking at me like I know who you're talking about. And I don't. She's talking about you. Uh, you're not that short. We have. I know, but my Dave and I have is, not had sex. I'm not. No. Say, I'm not talking about the sex thing. I'm just saying no. like he ruined He's your not life. Short. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wasn't insinuating that there, you would. You never can have ruin sex someone's either. life without having sex yeah, you, with them. I'm just saying they can like take over countries. Oof. You know what I mean? Yes, they do. They do a lot to make up for it. What's amazing, your immediate response is how much you related to that. I know. Um, it's but, no good. But knowing that your dick is like a, a good, nice thickness and a good length is like very helpful to like, okay, that's some not something I have to ever think about. Yeah. I can just be like relaxed when I take off my clothing. Yes. I, I, the, I, I think getting a little bit older is like for a guy anyway, or for me specifically, but I'll open it up to you. When I realized that it's not a huge problem if you're... I don't know. I heard like more than one person talk about more than one other person who their dick was too big. And I was because I think when I when you're a kid or whatever, when you watch porn or something, you're like, it needs to be shockingly. It needs to be a shock. It needs to be potentially a problem. And I think slowly but surely that's become like, oh, no, like when no, people it just don't needs to be a good fit, it needs to be. Yes, exactly. That's it. It and, just needs to be a good fit. And you just need to. I mean, that's another good thing about being older is you're like, I know how to fuck. Like it's not like it's not hard to know how you like you're like oh I know how to have sex I understand that the other person needs to be taken care of and the parts of their body and all that stuff it's just such a relief to be like when you get older I mean again I don't I don't know but like the older you get you're like we know how to have sex we can actually have good sex together this is great it's not stressful you're not like is it going to be good you're like I know what I'm doing have but you I, learned well you can all bring that to the table too you can yeah. like I think once you bring confidence to the table during sex. You can do whatever it's you so want. Great. You it's can just do anything. So much better. You can accomplish everything. But I also do think that that's not a universal. I think for us, for an intuitive person who knows their body and can in, and and is good at communicating, that's that <laughs> shit takes care of takes care of itself. But I do think I do know of. Uh, you know, I've heard tell of men in their 40s and 50s who are not uh, concerned with uh, uh, making it a pleasant experience for both parties. I think yeah. you're right. It's intuition. I I've always, I said this to someone the other day. I was like, all I try to do, and this is also part of like the weird gender identity that I have where I like, I'm a male, but I've always been like, what's going on with me? But whenever I have sex, I'm like, I just try to, and this is maybe going to sound weird. I try to imagine... The other person, I'm like, if I were that person, what would I want myself to do in this situation? And then I fuck like that. And that's how I have good sex. I'm like, well, what would I want them to do to me if I were them? Hmm. Which is weird because I'm not a woman. But like, I'm like, but that makes that's how you have good sex, in my opinion. You're just like, think of what they would want. 
And yeah. that's how you do well. But that's, I guess, what intuition is. And like sex empathy. Yeah, sex empathy. Yeah, is that There's a There's probably thing? a way to conjugate that, but I can't figure it out right now. <laughs> my my whole sex-pathy. deal is, I mean, I really didn't know what I was doing. And then I installed one of those swings in my ceiling. Yeah. And that has and Tommy really... Lee came over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a big undertaking. I had to watch some tutorials online. I figured out why your back is fucked up, Dave. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, I'm not the one that's supposed to be in the swing. No. Oh, no, no. no. you should be on the ground. Swing and pee in your mouth. <laughs> I have to make several phone calls. We gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, this is it. <laughs> should we segue from uh, peeing in someone's mouth to talking about food? Yeah, I guess sure. that is food. Yeah, that is food. Like on Mount Everest, that's what you have for food. It's food for someone. Yeah, yeah, and it's sterile. Yeah, well, supposedly. Do we uh, trust that? Do we? Do we still? I don't trust fucking it? trust it. Like especially when it's really yellow, you're like, that's not sterile. That's, yeah, how that's could like it be? disgust. It's like it's, coffee and alcohol. Yeah, and, you can yeah. smell the toxins. You're <laughs> yeah. like, this is not sterile. This yeah. is poison. Yeah. This might be worse than alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I frequently am glad that I don't have any uh, eyebrow raising fetishes or things that like require extra steps. Like there's oh, such a relief. Can you imagine yeah. how much work that would be? Besides, Extra money, yeah. installing yeah. something. Yeah. You or know. if you needed to, I think like it would be such a horrible thing to be like, I have this thing, but I have to go get the thing out of the closet. Oh my and, God. And you have to explain yourself. You're like, I don't want to explain myself. I just want to be a normal human. I'm so glad that I'm turned on by getting my dick sucked. I'm yeah. like, oh man, what <laughs> yeah. an awesome That's fetish. Enough. It's like pressure on a mouth around my dick. I'm like, wow, I'm crazy. <laughs> You're a real kidster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just so happy about that. Because I remember seeing in college the John Waters movie, A Dirty Shame. I don't know if you ever saw it, but like... It's just all about fetishes and weird people, like people dressing up in fucking diapers and all this shit. And I'm like, thank fucking God I'm just attracted to women. You know, oh my God. I'm just like, thank you for being naked. I'm so glad this has lasted so long. Yeah, I agree. I think, I also think you can just be, I think the basics will suffice if you're just like in tune with yourself just enough. Like you don't need frills. There's no, like there's no frills. A naked body should be enough. But yeah. if you're into frills and that works for you and you find someone that it also, like that yeah. seems amazing. Because I feel like fetishes can be so specific that you're like, I'm literally never going to find anyone that wants to like go to like the roof of a building and like drop an egg on me while I'm in the floor. You can and actually like, find I'm, that on roof of a building, drop an egg on me dot Like, sure. yeah, oh that's God. really easy can to I borrow find. A yeah, yeah no, no, I'm writing it down. Okay, I think, roof of a building. you know what's interesting about fetishes? Hmm. I, I don't, I think I'm pretty satisfied by like fucking someone, but... I think in terms of fetishes, what what I find is like, I'm sure you guys have this to some degree too, but like, I like when people, like the crazier shit people say to me, like in the mid, in the throes of sex, just like, it could be weird. It could be like, they could call me a kike, whatever it is. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like whatever it is, like call me something insane or say something you can't say in public. Uh. That's when I'm like, oh yeah. And I think that's what my fetish is like, say like a slur because yeah. we're not allowed to say yeah. that. So like, to me, like the bedroom is like a place where you get to do all the things you're not allowed to do in polite society. Yeah. So that's kind of, like maybe someone should read Mein Kampf to me or something like yeah. that. And then, like just weird shit like that. That's more my fetish, but that's so easy and accessible. You can do it with your imagination. I also think there's something, A, I kind of agree. <laughs> I'm ashamed that I agree, but I agree. But um, I think there's something really fun about words during sex too. I think yeah. there's something, I dated a guy uh, like a year ago who was silent during sex, like literally silent. And I would like lean over and be like, do you like this? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, totally. Are you okay? Right. That is so bizarre to me. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a weird, um, 
I wish, I really, really, really wish, I mean, porn is probably too far, but there is such a weird shame around sex in this country. The pure, the puritanical part of this country that still exists is like horrifying. It's like, it's like really, really weird. And it, it leads men in bizarre extremes, I think. And, uh, it doesn't need to be that way. The silence of sex, like sex is, sex is obviously a means for reproduction, but it's also one of these amazing things that humans have where like, you get to have a lot of fun and it doesn't fucking matter. You can just like fuck each other and feel good and then like that, like very few other animals have that. So I wish that we were more aware of like, no, let's have a great time together. Let's not be stressful and like weird about the situation. Like you can say all sorts of crazy things. You can like have fun. You can be weird. It's like the time to be weird. Yeah. And you can talk. But people, there's so much in it that people can't do it. I know. But I just, I have a theory that it should just be pure freedom. Have free, like be as free as you can with sex. It's the only place you can be free. I see. When you said that, I imagined you in American flag, <laughs> in American flag, you know, wearing the American flag and undressing it. You're like, I know, we've come to the promised land. I yeah, think that's what like. I was picturing too. <laughs> that's your very patriotic attitude about sex. Patrioticfriendfinder.com. I love yeah. the USA. Uh, I I can't. I I think talk is good, but I think sometimes my, oh, no. my vocabulary is a little bit limited because I just. I feel like there's a, it's not, there's a, there's a task at hand, quote unquote, is the wrong attitude. Yes. That's not really, <laughs> that's not how I wrong. feel. But I think sometimes I get taken out of it when I like want to, when someone says something to me and I like don't know how to react except for like, yeah, everything's really good over here. Like I, there's a, why there's, are you so far away from this person? I pictured you very far on the bed. <laughs> well, he's he's on the bed and she's on the swing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, some, she's like, Oh yeah. So he's having to shout <laughs> very high ceilings in my house. Uh, yeah. One time I was, uh, one time a girl said to me, um, this is, this is, this is, uh, I don't know. Too much? I, yeah, maybe. But Do she was it. like, this Do whole thing it. has a real yeah. theme to it. So yeah. keep going. Uh, so this girl one time said to me, uh, Hey, you never, uh, you never beat me up during sex. <laughs> sure. And I was like, I was like, no, I don't ever do that. That's a accurate thing to say. And she's like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. It's not a big interest of mine. Would that something you would like? And she's like, uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Well, um, beat me up, like, f- literally hit her? Yeah. Throw oh. beats on her. Like, like <laughs> just make her pee all red. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's a very interesting thing as a man that is still not, we're not really able to talk about in public. Um, yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Obviously, there's many reasons why many. men do bad things. Yes. Um, but there is a thing sometimes when you hang out with people and... and there's this bizarre shame around the physicality of sex, um, especially what women want out of sex a lot of the time. And uh, I think it's a much more prevalent thing that everyone wants to talk about that a lot of women like when you're very physical, they want to feel small. They want yeah. to feel like thin and small. And part of that is like dominating them. Also, this could deal with how many women have asked me to choke them. You know yes. what I mean? And it's interesting because it's just a part of sexuality. It's just never talked about as a kid. So you think they're, people are like, oh, they're fucked up. That's why they want that. Where it's a totally different thing. Sometimes they're fucked up, but so am I, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's an interesting thing because I remember thinking, there's a Bill Burr bit on his last special. He's like, the first time that a woman says that to you, it's really weird yeah. because you're like, but I don't know you that well. So like if, if I go to, cause like, like, like if they're like, go harder, go harder. And you accidentally die. The cop's not going to be like, she wanted me to do that. Yeah. Trust me. But it's, it's very complicated and weird. And when you don't know a person well, as a guy, you want to be extra careful. Cause 
any trauma delivered during sex is beyond trauma. I mean, that's like lifelong trauma, obviously. So, but you don't want to not service the person how they want to be serviced. So I find myself never really able to go as far as the person wants when they ask that because I'm like, I, I'd rather err on the side of like being a good person than ever go too yeah. far at all. But oh my then, God. Yeah. especially when it comes to like holding someone's throat, yeah. like that is scary. Yeah. It's also, it's interesting because I, that is not something I want during sex. Um, it's not something I have ever wanted, but I, ha- I know a lot of women who like that. And I do feel like it's a really strange request because it does require you to do something that feels maybe uncomfortable for you, yeah, which is, terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I would not be comfortable if someone that's, asked me to do that. That's why I only did it. I mean, it was the one time it was, it was, I will say it was kind of cool, but well, I was what so. What about it was cool? I'm I'm asking because I have no idea. It was extreme situation. It it felt like a holiday. I was like, this is not a, this is not on the like it was felt like ordering off the menu. Okay. You know, like I was like, this is not going to be something that is probably going to happen more than once, even with this person. Yeah. But the, but there was and and I just think I'm I either I'm boring or too nice or whatever. But like it was shit was like going nuts. Yeah. And she said. I like I heard her say something. This is this comes off of talking about talking during sex. I heard her say no, and then I just immediately was like, huh, no. And she gave me like she basically was like, no, you. It's that's fucking part of it. And I was like, oh, oh well, shit, and, and, Jesus. And it gets it gets it gets very weird. It's it's still it, it makes me. I like feel, turned white. I was like, no, okay, yeah, I know what that means. Well, you're a good person, and what's we, what the fucked up thing about it is is that and it, it feels weird to even talk about it. it just feels scary to talk about yeah. because it could be misinterpreted. But it's like I the thing for, that men need to know is. You owe, you can never initiate that. Never, ever, ever. It has to be asked for. Yeah. Like then I think, yes. and what's interesting is I have some female friends who um, have been hooking up with guys and then the guy will just go for the, th- like, like because, the, go for the throat and they're like, what are you doing? And then one of my friends was like, oh, so many women have asked for that, that what they want is a man to just be dominant, but it's so dicey and weird and so many men just are violent creatures yeah. that you like, it gets so weird and Part of maybe what's attractive about men to like hetero women sometimes is just like they're bigger, they're dominant. Like they're, that's like a thing. So it's such a complicated um, part of sexuality. And I feel like I just think it's important to talk about so we can have a more common understanding in the world of what's going on behind closed doors. Because not talking about this stuff is leading to men being violent due to this weird fucked up way that shame exists in men and like the way it manifests itself. And so like, and like the need to be dominant, it's like, uh, it's very fucked up and weird and makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. But I agree with you that it should be asked for. It, I mean, in, in all... otherwise it's assault, I yes. think. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes yeah. and uh, well, no. Right, sure. No, yes. Sure. And I think, yeah, well, it's unless you go for it and the, that and the person's, person's like, pers- I don't want this. But right. I just, you know, it's interesting, Dave, because I think I have a very similar thing to you where if I'm having sex and if you want sex to be intense and good, like, and you're fucking hard... And if, you know, sometimes if you're fucking someone hard, like a vagina can be, you know, you can hit the wrong angle and they're like, ow, my immediate reaction to any sound of that is, is to reek, my penis recoils. Like oh, yeah. I immediately yeah. like don't get hurt. Yeah. And I'm so happy that yeah. I don't, I'm not sociopathic yeah. to where I'm like, oh, ow, that's awesome. Like that's I'm so happy test. that I'm like, nope, it's in, back inside my body, inside my belly button. Like, uh, <laughs> but, but a lot of men don't have that. And so, so that's terrifying, but luckily I hear it and I go, I just want you to feel good. I'm just trying to make you feel good. And so I just stop and I can't have sex anymore if I even hear an ow, which is interesting because 
Sex is just a fucking weird. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I mean, yes, I it's heard the word weird. no. Hands up. No, like I went white and then she was like, you fucking blew it. I was like, right. No, okay, we're back. We're back. I, I've, I've but, heard that too. But I feel like they should say, okay, when they say, hey, I want you to choke me, they should also say, I'm going to say words like no. And we have to have a safe word so that you know that right. no doesn't mean no in this situation. It's just like turns me on for some reason. I, I, yeah. I feel like you should have like a, you should. Pre- safe you know? word, a bad safe word is no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think that, but safe, I've never gotten into. To a relationship with with a safe word. I've never had that kind of experience because no. I've never gotten that far. Though I always felt that I would be someone who ha- would have that kind of sexual dynamic in a situation. But safe words are a whole interesting thing. Uh, I think I so. I, well, I think I think n- well, ten times out of ten, even though it can, I think people do far less communication than they normally would. Like yeah. I think sex outside of a relationship, when it, if you're like casually having sex, yeah. you kind of almost don't want to uh, bring a lot of talk into it because people maybe think they would ruin it, but I think that you would only improve your situation more talk when you're not in a relationship because like it's like i really just want this to be a good situation for you and there's much more potential for enormous trouble if we don't talk about this like i just i'd rather i'd rather make it not that sexy and talk everything about it because i don't want anything to go wrong because that leads to trauma yeah and that's just such a nightmare i'd rather be technical almost like teaching someone than feeling like this feels weird and i don't want to be in this i think that's a great instinct i think if that was more people's instinct it would be great i think people i'm not saying it's bad or awkward to communicate in a casual situation i'm saying i think people don't their brains don't go there like as often because like, I agree. oh this is just something this is just this friend of mine like this is just after a party this is just a whatever or whatever it's like no 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 it's going to be better for everyone if you find out there's a thing that you should literally never do or literally always do it's not as quote unquote sexy to talk about things for a lot of people because like part of what is so interesting about sex to people is like ooh it's illicit and i don't yeah. i don't know for me i'm like but I still get to fuck you. Like, that's awesome. Like, we still get to fuck, and that's great. I don't care if I, like, asked you what you like. Like, I, I'm just like, I'd rather just be safe because um, we can pretend it's dangerous later when we've, like, agreed to it. Yeah, there's. I think there's just some kind of a... I think there's a dumb dude stigma. It's, I'm sure it exists in women, too, but I'm sure it's, like... All a women lot are smart, of, and most men are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. If you talk about it, yeah. you're telling me... Wait, we gotta fucking have a conversation. Let me fucking just let me fucking stick my. Come on, yeah. come on. I hate this guy. Come on. I hate him. I'm fucking. I almost came when you talked like that. That was weird. <laughs> I never. Oh, you do like words. The words guy. Um, what else? Um, what else do we want to talk about? Food. <laughs> yeah, Let's we gotta say food. like two things about food. Okay, what do we want to talk about with food? Um, You're a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian who sometimes eats fish, oh, so I'm fuck. like annoying. Uh, but yeah, I'm a vegetarian. Okay, how's that? I like it a lot. I think I like. I like the reason I became a vegetarian was um, about seven years ago. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something, and I'm only saying it for the point. But I, I ran a marathon. I've only run a marathon. I'll never be able to run another one again because I'm a cripple now. But uh, I ran a marathon, and I was like, okay, I'm in great shape. Great shape. I'm going to go to the doctor and get a checkup now. So he can be like, you're all good. Um, And he's like, you have super high cholesterol. You could get a heart attack at 40. And I was like, how's that possible? I've been eating well. I ran a marathon. I trained for six months. And um, he's like, you're Jewish. Like, he's like, call your family and find out if they have high cholesterol. My family's in pretty good shape, pretty skinny. And they all have high cholesterol. So he's like, cut out meat 
and um, see how that goes. And then three months later, I got another cholesterol test and it had gone down by so much. I'm like, well, if you tell me I'm going to die, I'll just stop doing that thing forever. I'm very good at like strict yeah. guy. I never like go back on that stuff. So I just stopped. And it's a really good way to just be a little healthier. It's yeah. like so easy. I don't really miss meat. I don't like meat nearly as much as other people do. So it's kind of easy for me to just be like, all right, whatever. We also live in California where there, it's, it's like so the easiest easy. place to be vegetarian ever. It's easy in most big cities. Yeah, really My is. mom is Jewish, so I am Jewish I'm too. So sorry. I know it's yeah. so bad. It's so gross. <laughs> you are the least Jewish looking person I've ever met in my life. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it no, is congratulations. weird to say <laughs> yeah. thank you, but that was like, I told her that before and it is a compliment. It's a compliment for it's sure. sadly a compliment. And, yeah. and I know that now through many people saying it to yeah, me yeah, yeah. you don't want like you know dark kinky hair like a weird nose messing up your good looks we're just all we're I just mean, all but, brilliant inbred people yeah. that's all we are yeah. yeah real quick i think drake's attractiveness is being hurt by his jewishness thoughts don't do that Drake thoughts? is wonderful let <laughs> I come on sex symbol. think about it no think i think about him not being half jewish best looking dude but that's what his that, that's part of his genius the reason why he's a genius is he's half Jewish like he's like half black half Jewish and those are the two best so yeah. it's like they so feel they, the most yeah it's like unbelievable like it's an unbelievable human yeah. but he wakes up in the morning if he wasn't Jewish he would never have an instinct to go maybe I should wear this oversized parka or this cable knit sweater today no that's his, that's what's attractive about him I think he's there hot there is nothing more attractive than a Jewish man Jesus Christ we're very attractive people <laughs> but, but Jewish men but have sometimes it kind really of, not attractive well no, yeah Jew I disagree I like all Jewish men yeah Jewish men have a weird I think we've done really well for who we are I feel like like obviously the real attraction for Jews is like their brains but I think that like Jewish men have a certain sort of they all have a lot of personality which I think yeah. like is really even if it's color. a bad personality yeah it's even like, it's even if it's too strong yeah, in the wrong way constantly think there's always something to talk about yeah, uh, yeah. which I think is a like, could you get toned down like two notches and then yeah. we would have like a very good dinner conversation we have a lot of hair on our bodies and mm -hmm. faces so it's like kind of I think for a lot of straight women it's like that's kind of what they're into yeah and, because yeah. it's the very masculine version of a man yeah what about jewish food you like jewish food fuck yeah i love Me jewish too. food it's just comfort that's yeah. all it is yeah matzo I, um, ball soup. a deli soup do you have matzo brai my mom used to make it for me mom, every day. I go to Cantor's. Whenever I go to Cantor's, I start I getting like tingles i'm like i'm gonna have matzo brai i'm gonna have matzo brai <laughs> they uh, have gluten-free matzo brai right now do Wait, you do? No, they do. They do? Canters. Oh, I man. had it last time I was there. I went like a week ago Are you with my family. Are you gluten-free? No. Okay. I just choose, because the, I just think we eat too much wheat in general. Oh, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I opt out when I can. Sure. Um, But it's um it's better than their regular matzo bread. Oh, I will try it next time I go there. I didn't know they had it. Um, I uh, Yeah, I food is interesting because I definitely have never fully understood my relationship to food. I definitely feel weird about it. I definitely feel... Like, for a long time, food was much more of a, I've used this word before, but like perfunctory thing. It's like, let's just uh, get this done. Su it's sustenance, rather. Uh, like, let's just do this. But as I get older, I'm like, I should probably try to enjoy food. Because it's like, it's kind of like one of, like, artisanal food is kind of one of the coolest things about being alive right now. Like, especially yeah. in like Los Feliz, where I live. You're like, you get to eat some, people are doing some amazing creative shit. I think I just have this weird... When when culture um, started to when when um when like places like Starbucks or or like chains started to put calories on food, a lot of people like that and that's good. Obviously, it's good that people know what yeah. they're putting into their body. But sometimes I go into places and I like hide. I'm like I don't want to see. Just I don't want to know how many calories. No, I just, just want to enjoy eat eating something anymore. Everything makes me feel guilty. I have a large amount of guilt when I eat food, hmm. and I never feel. And I eat relatively healthy. Uh, so, but I still there's a thing where 
I have I have a tinge of dysmorphia, and so I don't. I've always felt eating food for me is never fully pleasurable, which I think is almost every woman's experience on earth. But I feel like eating food for me, it's always like you either ate too much or it's boring or whatever. Like I can never just be like, man, that food was good. It's like I ate that and now I feel this about it. Yeah. It's, it's like you not have thoughts about it. It's, I, 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 if I could eliminate eating food, Adam, if I could just take a pill, I might be one of those people that would because even though food is amazing and lovely, it's just like, it's so complicated and we have such weird relationships to it. Mm -hmm. And now that I like, and because I want to like partially act for a living, I mean, I am sure that you, you, uh, you're an actor and I'm sure you have to deal with this as like a woman times a million, but like food is just, you either obsess about not eating it or eating it or you like, like I've had a lot of girlfriends who like look at pictures of food and that yeah. is eating for them. And yeah. it's just like so weird and uncomfortable. And I think I fall more in that category where hmm. I wish I never had to think about it. I'm not able to just enjoy it. Like yeah. food is like music, but music doesn't make you fat, you know? Yeah. And so it's like yeah. an amazing thing and you get to have like new kinds of stuff all the time. But it, but food is just like, it's like we're taught to just feel bad about it. Yeah. Like it's like it doesn't, the things that taste the best make us feel the worst. Yeah. And it's like a very And you kind of have to apologize for it. Yeah. I go, I um, I had an eating disorder for a while and, or maybe my whole life, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, And I go to a food therapist. Mm -hmm. And this year has been the first year where I eat and I have no shame and there's no like weird relationship with it. It's the first year of my life I've actually had a healthy relationship with food. Though I do still feel the same way about like food where if I could take a pill, I would. Yeah. Just to like eliminate the thoughts of it. It's it's a little bit exhausting and I, it's one of those ideals like love yeah. that is like, it's like, oh man, if that existed, that'd, that'd be, be fucking fun. great. But we're chasing this ideal and it like doesn't exist. So we just eat too much or we yeah. binge and we purr. It's like a very... It's, yeah, it's it's really fucked up. Yeah. I don't think I fully enjoy food in the way that people can. I, I think it's a big... And obviously, I haven't lived in a major city besides LA since Boston, and I didn't. I was in college and didn't care about what I ate at all. But out here, I feel like it's way easier to have food-related guilt, even if you're not in the entertainment industry, even if you're not trying to be on camera. It, I think that this is. I've never heard more talk about smoothies and juices and toxins and fasts and and. Yeah. And it's and I, I like read this thing debunking basically like everything about juice cleanses and how the word toxins isn't real. It's not real at all. I read that same thing. And Snopes, I think Snopes.com. It was yeah. <laughs> I basically am a Snopes watchdog. And anytime someone says anything to me, I'll just ask Siri to ask Snopes for me. Dave loves Snopes. Could you ask Snopes? Um I just think it's amazing that it's so easy to buy into it. I mean, I have a Nutribullet. I'll make a smoothie. I don't know why. It doesn't necessarily make me feel better or worse. I like the taste of it sometimes. Yeah. I know that I'm looking at good, clean, fresh ingredients going into a blender, but I also am like, well, I could just be eating these ingredients and cutting out a weird step to it. Yeah, I, I wish food is one of those things I, I don't, I don't feel healthy about and I don't know that I ever will. And it's a shame because it's great. It's like so incredible that yeah. we've advanced to the point of society, especially in Los Angeles, where you could eat unbelievable, creative, amazing things literally every meal. And it's not even that expensive. And yet you're like, but should I? And that's just a shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a fucking shame. But that it, I guess that's similar to sex. It's like these amazing potential things that lead to a lot of weird fucking yeah. feelings. Yeah. But I weird. feel but I do feel like just like sex, if you have freedom with food, 
there is a release of all of that. Mm -hmm. Like you suddenly can be like, oh, this is actually fun. Yeah. This is actually enjoyable. I can eat cookies and not feel bad about it. Yeah. I can ask to be choked and not think twice about <laughs> While it. While eating food. I can choke so on you, like, the food I'm eating. You can't actually, that's actually what help. You like eat food, but you can't get it down because yeah. you're being choked. Yeah. The, the, key is, <laughs> the key is to combine these two things. Well, you just um, changed the game. Yeah. Last thing, and I know that we're almost done. No, you're fine. I have always had a weird thing where, um, I don't know how to explain it. Food is almost the opposite of, like, food is the least sexual thing to me. So <laughs> I, um, I, there's like, I've watched a lot of porn and like, sometimes there's like, when they deliver the pizza yeah. and stuff, I'm like, no, no, get the Stop. pizza out of there. Like food, food doesn't like sometimes no. they put the penis through the pizza. Like sure. they open up the pizza box and there's a dick through it. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to no. associate sex with there's those some, smells too. It's weird yeah. to me. There's nothing. And that's why I don't like, um, I like taking someone out to dinner, but I don't like, I'd rather have sex before dinner because I'm like, I don't want to have dinner because then my stomach feels weird and I'm going to feel weird all like yeah. sex and food to me are very weird. And, um, I, can't eat anything while watching porn. Like I like I don't no. know why I'm eating watching why porn. Why would you be? I just I'm really busy. I'm really do. busy. Yeah, <laughs> but if you've but got it, 20 <laughs> minutes to eat and or jerk off. You're gonna yeah, die. yeah. But it's just like food is like anti is the opposite of sex to me. Like it just it's so not sexual. I and I don't like when people like like sometimes they like you have like champagne and strawberries. Yeah. I'm like don't. I don't. I just it's like se- no like that's not se- it's after sex. Um, I don't, sex I don't foods, like that. No, I don't no. like that at all. I don't yeah. like that. I think I would walk away if I walked into a bedroom and there were like strawberries yeah, and like yeah. I would just be like I don't want that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why there became like four or five items that were where it's like rose petals, champagne, chocolate, strawberry. It's Fuck stuff that. no like, one really likes too, isn't it? Yeah. Like I don't want strawberries covered in chocolate. But you don't also, want those chocolates. <laughs> In a, in like you don't want Valentine's Day chocolate. I don't even Any- want champagne. Champagne's no. the grossest alcohol of them and all. And it makes you bubbly hangover. and like all your stomach all weird. I, you know how they go like sushi is an aphrodisiac. You know they say yeah. that, but then you you smell like fish, yeah. which is Rough gross. Fish. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone should go before you have sex. Like if you have to go out, everyone should go out for like a hot cup of tea and then yeah. go back and have sex. Yeah, yeah. and just and pour then, it on each other's heads. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so normally we either ask Twitter questions that people have asked, or we ask our five um, questions. Can you put in your password? Yes. Um, six nine six nine. Right, Dave. Always. Yeah, well, I actually got sixty nine re- is a sexual position. I requested it so I could <laughs> only have sucks. two numbers, so it's just sixty nine. <laughs> okay. Sixty nine is really. It's like calm. you like stare into someone's it's asshole. Pretty You're disgusting. Like, oh, I'm so turned on. Yeah, it's the most vulnerable sexual position that makes you not want to have sex ever. It's again. also like you can't focus on your own pleasure. No, because so you're not like this that is so good. gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a time saver, but it. But, but I are think we looking to save time? Yeah, we got yeah. places to be. <laughs> we got to eat food. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's see if any of these questions are good, and then we'll ask you the five questions. Some of them are weird. They're all, I feel like they're all phrased so strangely. I think and, it's for Jake's benefit. Do you think people are trying to impress him? Yeah. Why? Because I'm a fucking weirdo? No, because you're funny and people love you. Because you're funny. I think and you're a, a fucking weirdo. Yeah, fucking weird. I think it's, I hard, to, it's hard to match shut up. Shut up, let me choke you. <laughs> Dave, I um, want you to choke me. Okay. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> um, okay. I come immediately. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, God. That would be scary. Um, Dan Kurtz asks, uh, if you'd like to talk a little bit more about pets and Stockholm Syndrome, um, your relationship or that relationship, because uh, you have a theory about them. Um, well, this was a joke I wrote at three in the morning last night, but I was like, I oh, love he's ca- up to date on yeah, your he, comedy. He, this was definitely my, the last tweet I had. But basically, I love cats, uh, which is a, way too much of my personality uh, or an excuse for my personality. And dogs are cool, too. I just grew up with cats, and I'm lazy, so I don't want to walk anything. But people were like, oh, cats are sociopaths. Dogs are loyal. And I'm like, they're loyal because 
you tell like as a puppy you go no 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 bad dog and you only feed them when they do good things they're brainwashed motherfuckers they love you because they don't have an option yeah. they're not loyal they're just kidnapped and you say they're bad they're like a Scientology member doesn't mean they're not lovely and we we are a, a higher evolved species so we're allowed to yeah. but to say that they're loyal it's like no they're fucking abused and that's how you tame them and that's yeah. okay that's okay oh my we love God. who we love and should I set mine free no 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 you listen we all make we all imprison someone or something and so you have done whatever you have uh, to do for your dogs <laughs> for some of us it's an actual person under our house for others it's yeah. like a dog that we feed um, when they're no good. dogs are wonderful but they also are you've told you like you brainwash them and that's how you get them to be loyal and that's fine that's just what life is I've right done now. a really bad job of brainwashing my really? dogs are they, yeah. are they bad dogs I don't know if they're even interested in me oh interesting like I think we're just like they're living with me because they feel like they have to gotcha I think they literally have to no I know they do yeah I'm, one of mine has tried to run, run away like two times now um my my cat Pebbles ran away about two weeks ago she just burst out and then went in I'm like she um, it was like a suicide attempt it was crazy <laughs> yeah and I'm like oh I'm holding this cat captive she came for back my own love. no we went and got her uh uh, my roommate and his girlfriend, we all like at one in the morning went out and found her in the street. Just like, Murr! like she just, oh, yeah, it's terrifying. I was uh, fostering a puppy for a week and a half. And um, well, first of all, totally depend, like hated all men would like cower behind me if a guy came up to her, but loved me. And everyone was like, no, oh, she loves you. And I'm like, she was taken probably from the, somebody's backyard. She has a weird underbite. Half the people I talked to were like, oh, maybe she got like punched in the face. I'm like, can I please not think about this tiny puppy getting yeah. right. punched? Anyway. She just, all she wanted to do was be in my lap. If I walked away, she would whimper. They're like, she loves you. I'm like, she doesn't know. All she knows about me is that, like, I'm making her not die. Like, it's a right. very, I mean, I, I like the loyalty thing. She did like me a lot, but it wasn't a huge source of comfort because I was like, oh, she's one of those poorly behaved dogs that only wants its owner. And then it's yeah. so cute. And when it, I also learned a lot about people because I brought her to work and, like, guys would, would come up and be like, she's so cute. And then she would kind of just start shaking and hiding. And they were like, oh, she's like. Uh, like oh, they would get mad desperate. like what the She's fuck I, was, I wanted to choke her but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck oh god I'm gonna so get in trouble for all yeah, these choking I jokes. think we all are I think this episode is gonna be highly offensive to most Uh-oh. people oh no is this gonna be the last one we're doing such a good job <laughs> I hope so um, hey Jesus. you you wanna answer five questions I, I'll do whatever you guys want fine number one what's your favorite food pasta by far okay the pasta is the best thing ever good number two do you believe in soulmates I yeah, like, we already covered I that. Like, I was like, oh, I know. cool, we're yeah. gonna... I, I, I think it's really amazing that most people find their soulmates around 30. It's like, oh, wow, around 30? <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, my yeah. God, you too? It's uh, a magic no age. A, soulmate. a lot of us found our soulmates around the time uh, rent prices went up in LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Highland Park's not affordable anymore? Will you marry me? You're my soulmate. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all believe in soulmates. I think like when we do believe in soulmates, we believe in it, but we also change the entire definition of it. Right. Like, I believe in soulmates, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's like a huge explanation of like what it ch- has changed to, to make it an okay term. Yeah. I, my soulmate is whoever lets me make them come. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I fucking love you. Thank you for making me feel so good. Um. <laughs> oh, this is magic. Um, number three, what is your favorite thing or cook to, uh, excuse me, let me take that back. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook or bake for someone? Do you cook or bake? Uh, not much. I like to make... I had a lot of veggie burgers and sometimes I have your, uh, your, 
other podcasting partner Sean Perlman come over and I make him veggie burgers uh, and, I, and I like some like you get those like vegetable masala things from Trader. I just heat up food yeah. like I just heat up food put it on some sourdough and I'm like I'm a chef yeah. so I would say I make little veggie burger sandwiches that are like very good but it's not creative or anything yeah. and that's but why. that's pretty cute you make it for Sean I love well, he's so beautiful Sean, that's what Sean what I mean. loves you like it is that Stockholm Syndrome like yeah. he needs yeah. you oh food. I've abused him so much yeah, yeah it's great he's, he's wonderful he's I've, the best I've only really met him twice now and I hung out with him once at a party and I had the best time with him. He's he's a he's a brilliant guy, and he also is um, just beautiful. And he's so like beautiful to look at. And yeah. I love like feeding him. I'm like I will I will cook for you if I can yeah. watch you eat because you're a little yeah. beautiful porcelain doll yeah. with a great joke brain. Yeah, him smiling. Yeah, he was um, doing a bit at this party where he was uh, miming snapping um, rats necks. And smiling the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he's and like it a sociopathic was, thing going on. Oh, with it that was smile. Yeah, so it's gorgeous. Yeah. He's it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he's such a hot. I, I'm gonna make him listen to this so he he knows that he's gonna like get red faced while listening. Yeah, to this you do kid. a lot of great tweets about how he's so he hot. Is. He's such yeah. a hot guy. He he should be a little taller, but um that but the fact that he's like <laughs> but the fact that he's kind of like a little twink is very sexual for a lot of people. Oh yeah, um, he, yeah, he yeah. looks pure. Yeah, he's a lot oh, of people's. Oh man, yeah, I just he's such a beautiful little. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he is a little piece of shit. Hey, Sean. Fuck that guy so bad. Here's the thing. He'll never hear this. He'll never hear this. I'm going to make him listen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sit him down, cook him dinner, and... uh, I'm going to slowly heat a veggie powder for you. Can we all listen to this together, and we'll invite him over? absolutely. The whole podcast will just sort of be offensive to him, and then like the end is all about him. Yeah, and then Dave will choke me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay. Oh, fun. Okay, number four. What's your favorite drink? It doesn't have to be alcoholic. Oh. Orangina's the best. I love Orangina. It's, I think, the best drink ever. I, like, think it's, like, you're, like, this is just, I can't believe it exists. I can't even believe that I get to drink Orangina. I've never had it. Oh, you should. Stevie, I'm going to get you Orangina. What you is seem it? Like, I'm literally going to bring you Orangina. <gasps> yeah, you should You should let him do that. How do you feel? I will. On, I will do it. How do you feel about the San Pellegrino blood orange soda? It's, and, it's and, really good. It's really good. It's a little more, there's a little more, um carbonation in yeah. it is that the word carbonation there's more of a bite to it uh, there's more of a bite and I, this, there's something not too noxious about orangina that like kind of everyone can enjoy it's mm-hmm. like sparkling but it's also like pulpy and yeah. it's like a it just feels like a it's like what you drink in heaven you it's know? like a hand wrapped around your neck but you don't squeeze it all <laughs> yeah oh man oh you guys oh you guys and number five um what's one piece of advice that relates to food or relationships that you'd like to give our listeners if we have any Listeners? Um, yeah, do we have listeners? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, oh, okay. Um, vegetarianism and veganism gets a really bad rap, and it's hacky to make fun of it. You can eat really well, and you feel much better if you don't eat tons of meat all the time. You don't need that much protein. And stop making fun of vegetarians and ve- vegans because they're doing the right thing. We live in a world where, especially in LA, where you have plenty of options that aren't that expensive, where you can eat stuff and meat is good but there's plenty of fake meat and other options and eating vegetarian forces you to think outside the box and use different spices and be more creative and it's actually delicious not that eating meat is bad but don't make fun of those people they're doing a good thing and like you can eat a very full like palette of food um if you just give it a try and it's you don't need to like make fun of it or think it's weird it's totally great there's lots of great food and it makes you it makes you depend on meat less I also think yeah, to that, that's so boring. It's to, not funny. No, at all, well, to that end, I think that you could. <laughs> no. I think you could also say like, you and, and apply this to many other non-food related things. You can eat meat if you want, but why would you 
why would you go after vegetarians? It's just a, it's a hacky thing. It's it's just like going after. It's like people always go after the people who are doing the right thing. It's like it's like not that eating meat is bad, but like they're doing a good. What's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them. It, what's wrong with them is that they challenge something. Right. You know what I mean? If right. you challenge other people's ideas of what they think is okay, yeah, that people get very very offended. It's by like it. challenging feminism. Yes. It's like it's like no, that's right. Obviously, it exists for a reason. Yeah. Uh, so, but but people, yeah, they just. Who wants to think they've been doing something wrong for 30 yeah. years? Yeah. Or it's no like gun control to... where it's like, you're yeah. not going to take away my fucking meat, man. It's like, no one's taking away your meat <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because yeah. I'm eating a fucking you'll stock of broccoli. You'll be happier if you put away your gun. Yeah. Like, you'll be much happier if you're not like, I have to shoot someone today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. Let's let let's let Jake pick how we leave. Oh, real quick, what? Stevie. You want to stay? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to camp out here. Okay. But that's just... I have I come don't... five times during this podcast, you by the have? way. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... You're silent Do you need some surgery? Well, that's... That, I'm very sexual, does but any, I don't I, enjoy it. After your surgery, does anything... Is something actually coming out or... Yeah, are you like, coming? Are you, are you You said because there was a... There, you said there was a risk of you not wait. coming. Are you coming? <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> did you... Wait. You just asked me if... If if I does anything come out when I come? <laughs> like, cause you said you've come five times since we started recording. You you're like your pants you're not are moving not around. Wet. You're not shifting around. Are you like are you like shaking out of your boot? And it's I like, come out of my asshole. What are you talking about? Like it's mm. you can't see it behind me. Yeah. Do you come out of your penis? Uh, no. I've never. I'm saving myself for who? Uh, Anna Ferris. I don't know. Oh, that's just Ferris. Came out of Isn't she the married? She is married to Chris Pratt, so he's gonna he's much more powerful than any of us. So <laughs> that's bad that you said that. But also, she is the most underrated comic actor I think maybe ever. Yeah. Like she is so funny. Her and Just Friends is one of the funniest that she does like a Britney Spears parody, the funniest shit ever. I hate that she's on like a three camera sitcom now, but she's very funny. But she's like the funniest. She's so unbelievably but funny. But I think that's why she's underrated. A yeah. three camera. You know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're right. on a yeah. sitcom and people immediately like. Mm. But she, I guess she's making so much money. Who she am I to care. say anything? What does she fucking care? She's a kid. But I, I love that you no like her. About I, Anna Ferris. Her. I don't know why I said that. Anna Ferris is amazing. And Scary Movie <laughs> is such a stupid movie. But to do what she does is so hard to, to act like that. And yeah. she's just like, I think she's like, she's even funny in the house, bunny. She she's was funny, funny in the house, Very bunny. funny in the house, bunny. I had um, a huge Anna Ferris thing for a long time. Well, that's, I did not mean to t- tap Anna into Forrest? that. But it, I, I think it's Ferris. No, it's Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. The way you can remember Anna. it is, is uh, the feeling you get when you're on a Ferris wheel is the same feeling you get when you see an on a Ferris movie. That's nice. That's that actually help us. real. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> unbelievable that you that's, put that together. That's my, uh, that's my advice for the viewers, uh, for the listeners. There's one thing I'd like to say. We have yet to, you know, <laughs> beg, ask, plead, request that our listeners, uh, you know, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we would love to, we would love to know what you think. If you have any suggestions, uh, you can always tweet at us. Um, you know, you know, you know what our Twitter handles are, and if you don't, you could look us up. Uh, Jake, where can people find you in the world? Um, in bedrooms across America. Yeah, uh, I uh, at Weissman Jake W E I S M A N J A K E. That's me on Twitter, <laughs> and find me there and just go nuts. Cool. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Um, how would you like? Uh, how would you like us to? Uh, how would you like to leave? I wish I could um, quote the Bible, but I can't see one here. So um, just like thanks for listening and thanks guys for having me. Both of you are very like smart, attractive people and you're Jewish. This makes me feel good. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Well, shalom means hello and goodbye. So let's just say shalom to each other. Okay, great. Shalom. Shalom.
Podcast Network.